this season two? I wasn't even ready yet. So, so what? Do I just insert a hot take here or something? I think LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to repeat, but they are going to play the Knicks in the Eastern Conference Championship, and the Jets are going to be in the Super Bowl. You don't get much hot take than that. I think Take that, take that, take that. I think Brooklyn Scale, baby! Brooklyn Scale! I Good evening and welcome back to another edition of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Tony Tomar Taylor. It's another beautiful day here in South Florida. We're talking about another 79 degree here. It's the end of October. It's October 26th. I mean, we got, we got exciting times today. We get the start of the NBA season. We get the start of the World Series. We get to recap Week 7. This is crazy Week 7 in the NFL. We get to talk about Week 8, maybe. This is on the way. We're going to see. We get to talk about UFC 205. Finally happens in New York. It goes down. The Rousey return is what we're calling it. We're going to once again talk about L.A. Because there's some big things happening with these women in L.A. And to talk about big things happening with women, there's also some big things happening with women in WWE. But you know what I say, regardless of the time and regardless of the weather, it's always a good time to talk some sports. So, let's start talking. Back at it like a sports fanatic. I know you're hungry. I know you've been waiting for it. It's been a whole week since the last time we talked. And since that week, I tell you that. You you can't ask for a more beautiful time in sports. Like I said, like this is one of the times that you know, if you're a sports nut, then then everything about you like, it's like having all five of your senses tingling at the same time. You have World Series baseball, you know, going on in one end. When basically, like, like we're over here, like uh, playoffs. Don't talk about it. playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? No, we talking about the World Series here. So we got the World Series going on going on with baseball. So finally, finally, we have a reason to start watching baseball. Start paying attention to it a little bit more. I know what you're going to say. It's all right, it's okay. I said, we got, the, we got basketball to And so you know what? We're not even going to go through the recap again. Let's talk about the most important thing that happened in sports over the last week. And you don't have to go far for it, actually. It happened last night. We finally got a chance to see the unveiling of the new look Warriors. The Golden State Warriors. As we all know, they've added already to the um, to their roster the the assassin, the the the, 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 the slim reaper, the the kit that kill you now and pray for you later. You remember when he said that, right? <laughs> Mr. Kevin Durant. And what should have been the unveiling of the New Look Warriors in the game between the Golden State Warriors and the San Antonio Spurs instead end up being the unveiling for the New Look Spurs as we see the Spurs with no Tim Duncan, with an agent manager nobly, an agent Tony Parker, Move their new and young pieces 
into the fold to continue the San Antonio Spurs winning way. And I'm not quite sure where, where, what happened there yet. As we saw a game where Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard decided that he wanted the blessings with his, with his presence that night and dropped 35. Aldridge puts up 26. Like, no, Curry matches that 20, you know, Mac matches Aldridge 26, and, and, and Kevin Durant puts up 27. Probably the, the, the most, the most lopsided stat that you probably notice, or the most lopsided figure that you notice throughout the game, and today I'm going to be sipping on my juice, but it's not that Publix lemonade I like to sip to. Today it's Yingling, that traditional lager, that amber beer, the oldest brewery in America. Actually, I bought this and had a had a whole conversation with some random dude that told me how their brewery is underground or something like that. Thought that was interesting. And then I told him, and then I gave him a history lesson about something else that used to happen underground. Oh, right. So back to this game. Back back to this game. So very quickly, the most no noticeable thing that you noticed was that was that the San Antonio, that the San Antonio Spurs. Greatly, grossly, like ridiculously out-rebounded the Golden State Warriors. And I'm talking about 55 to 35. So it wasn't even it wasn't even normal. It wasn't even close. And what you're starting to realize, or starting to see, is that this small ball of theirs needs a big. Or they need a flock of bigs. Because Two points from Angu from Andre Iguodala, two points from Sean Livingston, and two points from. You ready for this? I'm just saying, if your name happens to be Darnell, this may be the part where you pause at. Zaza Pachulia. Livingston, Iguodala, Zaza Pachulia all give you all give you two points, and these are three key factors into your team's offense, into your team system altogether. All right, but also, like, I I don't know if, and and this is the part that starts to throw you off, right? Is, and you know what? If you're listening, and you're listening through the MixLR app live, Mighty Sports, Mighty. Leave me a comment. Which one? Because like, I can't determine which one. What was Tim Duncan holding the San Antonio Spurs back, or is this just that weird gelling time frame that you need when you add a star like Kevin Durant? Because you have to remember, there's a lot of things that Golden State had going for them. Like they had depth in the center position. They had depth at at the forwards and. And guard positions, they had guys that they can interchange through the twos and threes and fours. But more than anything, like they, I quickly you saw that, and and it was even noticeable in the in the finals when Andrew Bogut went down. They weren't the same team. Starting Green at center is not the same team. And what you quickly saw is that bully ball works against this team, and. Now you start to see with what a year makes. Just last year and this year. But even even what, what a year made from last year, from the year they won the championship to the year that they didn't. 
and what Charles Barkley and Isaiah Thomas and what all those guys was hinted at. Put pressure on the ball from 90 feet. So you control the ball, you control the pace with your defense versus the offense controlling the pace. Then you bully them. They can't get rebounds over you if you jump higher than them because you're taller and bigger than them. You can't, they, can't out you, they can't out physical you if you have 100 pounds over them. These are the things that shouldn't happen. These are the things that didn't happen when they played San Antonio. Well, San Antonio made sure it did not happen. Their big man, Gasol, Aldridge, they made sure work was done. Now, it kind of makes you wonder what's going on with David West now in Golden State. Is he going to be highlighted more, featured more? Because they are going to need some big. Because now, Golden State is kind of starting to look mediocre to start out with. And maybe... Maybe Kevin Durant needs to switch over to the four so he can utilize that 7-1 frame of his. Maybe that's where he's best suited with at, at this point in time. But, 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 but. We don't want to spend too much time here at the NBA. Because as I said, NBA was not the only thing that happened. But like I said, I am, I am curious. Because see, I know I said I was going to go away from this. I know I said, I, I lied, I lied. I told a tall tale, I feared the look. And because I, I really do want to know. Because what's Tim Duncan holding him back? In a time now where you see that, okay, Lamarcus Aldridge, while he's no Tim Duncan, he has modeled himself off of Tim Duncan, keeping the ball high, make, making himself tall, using space, working a fadeaway, being a good rebounder, being a good talker, you know what I mean, being a good anchor. He's he's utilized those talents to make himself into a into a, a player at one point in time that was averaging just about twenty six and ten. So now you add him. With a guy that has the mental capacity of a Tim Duncan with Paul Gasol. In a guy like Paul Gasol that's a champion. In a guy like Paul Gasol that knows how to play with. Damn, you can think of any kind of player you can think of. Whether it's a ball dominant point guard or a ball dominant shooting guard. He, 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 knows how to, he knows how to do it. And he knows how to be coached. And he knows how to work a system. And he knows how to be a key contributor in a system. The San Antonio Spurs, once again, they're going to be that secondary team that when you look at the West, you're going you're gonna to look at San Antonio and be like, eh, San Antonio can do it because not only do they have talent, but they definitely have the coaching. And now that they have talent and the coaching, they have the size. And San Antonio is gonna, and, and Golden State is going to have to relearn how to use their size again without having as many bodies to throw out there. Because everything was all fine and dandy, playing small ball. You know, playing that Chip Kelly, Dan and Tony, you know, Dan and Tony kind of offense. I know I threw this from sports and they keep up. You know, throwing that Chip, that Chip Kelly, Dan and Tony offense in there, where, you, where you're going fast, fast, fast. It's all good. It's all fine and dandy when you have bodies that you can keep throwing in there. When you don't have no bodies, what's those happening to those legs? What's those happening to those jump shots? What's those happening to those passes that, looked, that used to look crisp? They don't have that, that same sharpness on them anymore. So, already, as the season starts, I am intrigued. And I'm not going to lie to you, this is probably one of the best things I think that could have happened for the NBA. Because in a season where we thought that, that most people thought that Golden State Warriors just going to run away with the NBA. You know, possibly put up as many wins as they did last time. 
Here comes good old faithful San Antonio Spurs and that good old faithful monkey wrenching them and over here saying, fuck your plans. So as we move away from the NBA, right, we finally get to talk NFL. NFL week seven. Week a week seven where if you're a fantasy player as the majority of men and women that I know now are well, listen, next year, if you're a woman, you want to join the Females Fantasy Football League, just hit me up. Let me know. My T-Sports. We have a league currently going on. Can't tell you who's in first. Can't tell you who, who's in last. But I can tell you they're enjoying it. And they're also pulling their hair out. They're finally understanding our agony. If there was one point in time that it was like, hey, now you understand what it feels like to be a guy. Listen, we don't want to change places with you. We don't want to see any kind of exchange of what it feels like to be a woman in exchange. Just in sports. Just in sports. Just in sports. So every time we can justify this. So we started off week seven. Week seven had a bye. Had a bye that that's, that gave a rest to Carolina and, and to Dallas. So for one week, I, we, we missed two great teams. I'm not going to lie. Because Carolina and Dallas have been ruling the airways or ruling the, the headlines for the NFL for the past seven weeks. Carolina for the fact that they haven't been living up to par and, and their MVP and Super Bowl contention is, 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 is looking fraudulent. And Dallas, without their star quarterback, leading basically the AFC, the NFC East, basically, almost. I mean, they're still behind like Philly and Washington and stuff like that, but they're right there. Right there. <laughs> we're going to talk about that and more when we come back from the Mighty Sports Podcast. join the game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then head to Multiverse Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming product. The games cost money and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multiverse Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multiverse has a wide variety of games, not just all your popular next-gen titles, but also all your favorite old-school titles and systems. Starting as early as Atari and Nintendo, to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, and yes, that does include PlayStations, GameCubes, and Xboxes in between. They've been family-owned and operated for over 10 years, just off the intersection of 183rd Avenue in the Nurses Registry Plaza. That's conveniently located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida, 33169. Believe it or not, just five minutes from Sunlight Stadium, 790 the ticket, and oh no, let's not forget Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multivest Games, where you save more so you can play more. Sports Podcast. Thank you. If you are listening and you are listening live, then thank you. That means you are listening on the Mix LR app on the Mighty Sports. If you're listening to the re-air of the show, then that means you're catching it on one of several places. 
one of the newest homes of the Mighty Sports Podcast, which gets re-aired every Saturday on PassMyCupRadio.com. Yes, PassMyCupRadio.com. You get the re-air every Saturday on the Mighty Sports Podcast. And we're going to have some special, we got a special show for you this, this week, or special shows, I should say, this week for you. Because not only are we going to have a live show on um, this Wednesday, we are also going to have a live show on Saturday morning where we do the Wake and Take podcast. As you, listen, if you know, if it sounds like anything kind of familiar, it's kind of themed around that. Actually, it's exactly themed around what you're thinking. <laughs> so... I'm not even sidetracking anymore, and also talking. Yeah, actually, we gotta sidetrack a little bit more. I'm sorry, we have to get this in this information from Multivest Games, right? So, as you know, Multivest Games is located just five minutes away from Sun Life Stadium. Any time that there is a Dolphins home game and the Dolphins win, head down to Multivest Games. Give them the in-person promo code. You have to tell them this: that my T Sports send you sent. You on Sunday, you have to go and receive a discount on your purchase. You have to go on Sunday after a Dolphins victory. Like I said, we're five minutes away from the stadium and tell them my T Sports sent you and receive a victory after any Dolphins victory. Now, I know what you're saying Dolphins victory don't happen often. That's not the company's fault. That just sounds like a really good business plan. <laughs> even though, even though as week seven did wrap up. I've played with people before. That the Miami Dolphins actually did find a way to pull out a victory this week. But... It wasn't just this week that they pulled out a victory. They pulled out a victory in back-to-back weeks. Which is, I I guess, is a little bit more impressive. It's not. Beating the Pittsburgh was impressive. Beating Buffalo, I don't know if I want to blame, if I want to give credit to the Dolphins on that one, or... If I'm blaming Rex Ryan and his team for not getting up for a, victory, for a game that they knew they should have gotten up for, but let's not get let's not get too far out of order as we recap this week. Thursday night game, we saw a game between the Chicago and the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers division game, rivalry game, a game that at one point in time actually meant something to fans besides the fans of these two teams. Currently as it stands, nobody cares about this rivalry unless you're a Green Bay Pack or a Chicago Bear because mainly Chicago Bears suck. And they proved it once again on this Thursday night game that they suck. But they didn't just suck from a point of just regular suckiness because they already don't have their starting quarterback. You know, Jay Cutler. But they started this game up with their backup quarterback. Oh, good old-fashioned, old liable Brian Hoyer. You remember that name? Brian Hoyer? 
from all over the place, places like Washington and Cleveland, I believe. He was in one of those sucky teams. Probably both of those sucky teams. You have to figure, like, sucky teams are generally just trying to trade players. Like, RG3. So, Brian Hoyer goes into this game, and in the second quarter, he breaks his arm. Yep, flat out breaks his arm. And this puts in the backup quarterback, I believe his name is Barkley or Berkeley. Which, listen, Berkeley did this thing for a while, tied, got, drove down the field, tied the game up, got, got within field goal range so that they can tie the game up 3-3. The defense for Chicago actually decided to show up, and they forced a fumble from Aaron Rodgers. That led to the defense scoring a touchdown to put them up 10-6. That was in the third quarter. And then after that, it was all she wrote. Green Bay would basically score 20 unanswered points after that. To come away with a 26-10 lead. Now, for all you fantasy football buffs out there, especially for you ladies out there. Right, so you can have an idea of some of these people that you should be uh, you should be eyeballing from on a week to week basis. So if you're playing fantasy football, then you want to you want a general idea of who's producing. For Chicago, listen. Basically, when it comes to fantasy football, we're gonna keep track of one thing and one thing only. We're gonna keep track of the double digit earners. Basically, if you ain't putting up ten or better. We don't have time to pay attention to you. That's, that's, that's how we're going to do We're not going to pay attention to those nines. And listen, you got to be a dime or better. Dimes or better. Okay? And don't forget, the Mighty Sports Podcast is coming soon on MightySports.net. And the Chicago Bears had no players in double digits. None whatsoever. The defense put up nine. That's as close as they got. Well, Green Bay. Green Bay, Green Bay, Green Bay. Green Bay's D put up 11 points. Uh, their wide receiver, Cobb, put up 17. Uh, who was this? Adams put up 26. And, to be honest with you, I don't even see where... <laughs> I, I don't even keep track of where Aaron Rodgers was. But, sorry, Aaron Rodgers also put up 26. I mean, like I didn't keep track of him. But more importantly than the fact that they put up great fantasy football numbers, is that after having a rocky start, Green Bay has, has found a way to improve to 4-2. And, and if, you're, if you was keeping track with us, let me... Let's back up just a little bit. Let's back up over week seven just a little bit before we go any further. Before we talk about this New York Giants and L.A. Rams game, where Odell Beckham Jr. is for once not the story here. He's far from the story here on this New York Giants and L.A. Rams game. New York Giants have a whole lot set of bigger issues than just a crybaby, diva, bitch-ass wide receiver. Let's just call it what it is. Danger zone. 
like I said, we're not going to talk about that yet. What we want to get into really quick, really, really quick, is how did we do in with our week seven picks overall, of course. Because, you know, we want to know. The people want to know. I want to know. Hey, did you fulfill your promise? Did you do good? Did you do bad? Now, ironically, we didn't do good, and we didn't do bad. Right? But what we didn't do, we didn't break even. As somebody else managed to do in this week seven. Yes. There was not a winner. And there wasn't a loser. Somebody. Flat out. Just broke even. Screwing our record up. Just screwing our record. So instead of us going nine and four. This week. Nine and four. Is that right? Don't know how that's right. We went eight, four, and one. Which still isn't right. We may have won eight, five, and one. There may be a there may be a loss somewhere that I'm not counting, just be out of principality. <laughs> but we went eight, five, and one. Should have been nine and five, but we went eight, five, and one. That had nothing to do with this New York Giants and LA game. I just wanted to let you know that as we're going through these games, that there was a team that had the audacity. You know what? I can't hold this back anymore. Sunday night football. And you know what? As I talk about it now, there's a huge part of me that. really needs to go back and listen to last week's podcast and see if at any point in time that I mentioned that Seattle and Arizona was going to end in a tie. I know I've mentioned it before on a podcast for a game. Just don't know when and with who. And I doubt I did. I'm not giving myself that much credit or foresight. Like, like, the paper says I picked Seattle to win. That means I picked Seattle to win. And Seattle didn't lose, but Seattle didn't win. So he finishes week 8-5. Eight, 8-5 five. Eight, five and 1, folks. Like, who does that? Like, who does that? The New York Giants took down the LA Rams, as we, as we were wrong on that pick. 17-10. As the New York Giants defense put up 20 fantasy points, and their running back, Rashad Jennings, put up 10. ODB, old, old dirty jackum, old jackum, old, 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 del jack, old, del, old dirty player, junior. <laughs> Jeez, sorry, I apologize. We have a friend that recently was renamed, that was recently nicknamed old del jackum because of the temper tantrum that was similar to your favorite wide receiver in Gotham, old del Beckham. I'm telling you, man. I, I, 
As much as I, I'm not a fan of Odell Beckham, I, I do enjoy watching just to see what happens with him. As the LA Rams managed, managed a, a wide receiver by the name of Tavon Austin to put up 12 fantasy points. That's really, that's about it. Now, not for nothing, I, I do want to give an honorable mention to, to Brian Cook because he had four catches for 92 yards. That's basically 25 yards a catch. It's over 20 yards a catch. Impressive. I was impressed. He gets an honorable, honorable mention. Didn't win, didn't lose. You get an honorable mention. That's what, that's what I should have played for Seattle. That's what they get. That Seattle-Arizona game. Honorable mention. So the problem that the New York Giants had was the fact that they had this kicker named Josh Brown on the, on the roster. That basically whooped his wife's ass 20, 20 or so times. Something to that nature. And he was still playing on the team. And you may not remember. What I do remember right here on the Mighty Sports Podcast. That we questioned. That once Tom Coughlin left. If the Giants culture as we knew it was getting ready to go out the door with him. Because we already saw the button up heads between Coughlin and old, and, and old Dirty Player. And now we're seeing the organization let things like this slide. And I can't help but say that stuff like this doesn't happen when Coughlin is the coach. At least it didn't happen when Coughlin was the coach and had a voice that mattered. We're going to go into the rest of this, this football week when we come back from the Mighty Sports Podcast. Wear fitness your way with Fitbit Alta, a slim fitness wristband that automatically tracks everything from sleep to running out the door to going on a morning run. So you can find the motivation you need to make the most of your routine. Stay in touch with call, text, and calendar notifications. And stay on track with friendly reminders to move. SmartTrack automatically records your workouts because when you put in the effort, you deserve the credit and every step counts when you're working toward a goal. Compete with your friends on the leaderboard and automatically sync your stats to your smartphone. Alta lets you switch up your style with premium accessory bands. So no matter what you're wearing or where you're going, you can transform your life as much as your look. Motivation is your best accessory. Wear it with Fitbit Alta. And welcome back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, Talent T. Taylor. If you're still listening, thank you again. Listen on the MixLR app. That's M-I-X-L-R. And you found me. Welcome. Appreciate it. As I told you, we're going to talk about football and more today. So let's, let's go to, we're going to take a quick cut into the more. Because basketball did happen last night. And if there's any sport out there that definitely puts a smile on my face more than anything else. It's definitely basketball. I'm a Knicks fan. 
through and through. So bear with me as I try to get through this next part. Because not only am I, am I a Knicks fan, if this is the very first time that you are listening to the My T Sports Podcast, not only am I a Knicks fan, I also tend to not be very fond of the overheightness of one LeBron James. And, and listen, bear with me, I know what you're saying, right? How can the boy be overhyped, blah, 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 blah. You're automatically getting ready to spew at me 8 billion things that don't fucking matter. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I just saw a commercial for LeBron talking about, oh, they didn't, they didn't expect me to be here. I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not supposed to do this. And I'm not supposed to do that. I'm not supposed to dominate. I'm not supposed to get the attention. I'm not, I'm like, nigga. Like, nigga. Like, see, 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 LeBron got, see, see what you got, see what you got to do with LeBron. You have been televised and covered by ESPN since you were a little 16-year-old snot-nosed brat. I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not supposed to be the one taking the last shot. I'm not supposed to be the one getting all the endorsements coming right out of high school. I'm not supposed to be the one leaving my team when things get hard. I'm not supposed to be the one running to Miami so I can take the easy way out. I'm not supposed to be the one that allows, that allows my teammates to fuck my moms. I'm the only one that doesn't know. I'm not supposed to be the one with the receding hairline, but I use a headband to try to cover it up. I'm not supposed to be the one that says the most corniest shit ever a single time. He, like, LeBron James about <laughs> trying to make a commercial sound as if, like, he hasn't been, like, highly covered and highly anticipated. Like, he's not supposed to be the one. Like, please, you came in calling yourself the chosen one, King James. Yeah, uh, I'm not supposed to, I'm not supposed to use a Kleenex to wipe my nose. I'm not supposed to wear pants when I go outside in public. I'm not supposed to put on both of my, um, put on my pants one, one leg at a time. Like, come on, man. See, this is why. These are the reasons why I can't stand your bitch ass. Let's see. So now that we've gotten that out of the way. Alright. The New York Knicks took on the Cavs last night in the NBA season opener. They were the first game before Golden State Warriors and the San Antonio Spurs. And the reason why the San Antonio Spurs and Golden State Warriors game was more important, more exciting, more 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 must-watch television, because what we just said, Kevin Durant and a whole brand new Spurs and a, and a brand new Spurs team that's actually a contending team because they actually have history and the coach. But at the same time, that happened earlier that day. The Cleveland Cavaliers took on the Knicks in Cleveland. Cleveland being the champions from last year, they had their ring ceremony. And <laughs> Cleveland's being the champions from last year had their ring ceremony. Taking on the Knicks and 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 let's 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 be honest. Let's just let's just let's just go ahead and say that. Let's just put all the numbers out there. 
Let's just put all the numbers out there to you. The Knicks got blown out like 88 to 111. Some retorted mess like that. LeBron James put, put up a triple-double with 19 points, 11 rebounds, 14 assists. Camilla Anthony put up 19 points. Derrick Rose put up 17. Christoph Porzingis put up 16. And I think, uh, what's your boy? Um, old man um, Irvin. You know what I mean? Kyrie Irvin put up 29 points. Balling. And what did we learn from that game? Whether you're a Knicks fan or you're a Cleveland fan. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing whatsoever. Okay. Back up a little bit. You learn nothing if you're, if you're mainly a Cleveland fan. And if you're a Knicks fan, th listen, they suck. They look like they suck. They should look like they suck. And, and let me give you a little bit of reality to look into. Not only does Kamala Anthony, again, since he's been in New York, has had a brand new team. Which, let's not mind you, when he had consistency in coaching and in teammates in Denver, he was making the Western Conference playoffs every single year. And the Western Conference championship one year. Since he's been in New York, where they've changed his coach damn near every single year and overhauled his whole entire roster, he has managed to make the playoffs once. That's what happens when you have no cohesiveness. From the top to the bottom to the court. And it showed again last night. Well, why, yes, we have a star like Derrick Rose and we have an up-and-coming star like Christopher Zingas and we have a star like Camilla Anthony and we have a star like Joaquin Noah. What it showed is that we have a team that has never played again, uh, has never played a professional NBA basketball game together. And it showed. At times, you saw flashes of a team that could play together. But... To try to get that cohesiveness against a team that has basically been together for three years now, against a team that has now gone to the ch championship twice now, against a team that has. Well, I'm going to take my talents to South Beach because I'm the best player in the world. I have a huge basketball IQ. The King LeBron James. Hey, the fact that this game was competitive as halftime. Should say something to you. Derrick Rose was able to take the ball occasionally to the rim. Um, looking like somebody that, that can attack. Derrick Rose landed every single time in a way that makes you always cringe because he just he just he he he's always had this weird this weird leaning of like takeoff into a shot. Oh, it always looked awkward. They always looked like he was gonna land funny. I don't want to take too much time on this next game. Because we got plenty more. We got still got plenty, plenty, plenty of football to go over. So if you're a Knicks fan, take away the few positives. Um, come on, Anthony, look good. Christoph Pazingas, you can see that with better talent on the floor, that he can be better. He needs to take, he took, he put the ball on the floor a couple of times. He needs to continue to do that. He needs to stop shrinking in the fourth quarter and kind of demand the ball, ball. For a guy that's seven foot three, I don't know how he keeps shrinking in the fourth quarter. He he shrinks smaller than Muggsy Bow. It's, it's Ant Man size. He he becomes unnoticeable, and because he shrinks so much, his teammates don't even try to get him involved. And I don't want to see a second year of that going on. Camilla Anthony, they gotta and Camilla Anthony does 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 this trailing thing that he likes to do behind the offense, and. Derrick Rose or, or Joe Kim Noah, whoever this is going to have to learn that when they're pushing that ball in and uh, four or five people have collapsed, 
a trillion Camilla Anthony is what gets you easy three-pointers, like in the Olympics. So let's go ahead and just move, uh, move right back on to week seven of the NFL. As next game up was New Orleans versus Kansas City, and this game, we this game we had, we picked to win. We we had we had Kansas City um over New Orleans, and Kansas City took on um took out New Orleans in a, in a game where just ultimately where we know that Drew Brees and these boys are so offensive minded, and we know that they can put up. 50 points in a game if they wanted to. We also know that Andy Reid happens to be one of the one of the best coaches in the league. Andy Reid is one of the best non-talked-about coaches in the league. Ever since he has left Philly, and ever since he no longer had Donovan McNabb, Andy Reid is no longer talked about. But he is constantly doing work in Kansas City, and he helped coach his team to beat a New Orleans team, a New Orleans team that saw Cooks, Ingram, Thomas, and Drew Brees. All pull up double-digit fantasy points. While Kansas City, they weren't savage themselves. As they had their running back, Ware put up 18. Alex Smith, their quarterback, put up 16. They, uh, they had Hill put up 11. And their kicker, 10. Santos put up... Um, and their kicker, Santos, put up 10. As they get the victory over New Orleans, 27-21. to 21. Philly takes out Minnesota, 21-10. to 10, And this is a game that... Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm myself wrong for this, right? But I told you, I told you to look for the upset. I told you I was gonna pick Minnesota, but look for the Philly upset. One because of Minnesota flying across country, and and this is gonna be a team that, even though Minnesota had had looked a little bit more dominant, this is gonna be the team. This is gonna be a game to see whose defense was better. And what we saw here was that Philly's defense knew how to handle, knew how to handle Matthew Stafford, not Matthew Stafford. Ah. Uh, What's this guy's name all of a sudden? But knew how to handle um, this quarterback and this team because they had him already. They had him when he was crying that he didn't want to coach this team. This team that he didn't want to be a part of. This team that has a top three defense he did not want to be a part of. And then look what they did to him. They dismantled that boy. Like, mama, there goes that boy. Something like that. Who knows? Philly's defense alone put up 25 fantasy points. Not only do I, not only do I have that, and I knew that personally. You know why? Because I have Philly's defense. Patterson for Minnesota put up 12, and their defense also put up 10. As like I said, in a game where they still lost, their defense still managed to hold up 10 points. Tennessee took on Indiana. We were wrong about that game as, as Indiana beat Tennessee 34-26. Um, Andrew Luck just had a field day in this game. Um, T.Y. Hilton, um, um, <laughs> T.Y. Hilton, Frank Gordon, tight end, Doyle, and even even the kicker, um, um, Vinatieri. All, all double-digit fantasy points. 27, 19, 14, 13, 11, and 10. If Tennessee's not going to come along, not quite there yet. Coming along, slowly trying to find ways to keep to keep trying to protect their quarterback. Not finding the ways to win yet. Not quite finding those ways to win yet. And talk about not finding ways to win. Buffalo went into Miami and definitely found a way to lose. I'm sorry. I understand. 
Man, it's not back. Miami just came over over victory from Pittsburgh, and they're the ones that put uh, put Ben Roethlisberger on the shelf. I expect Rex Ryan to motivate his team against division foes, except for when it comes to going down to Miami, because when anybody comes down here, they can't escape the yay yo. I'm just saying, like go back to smoke weed every day, <laughs> but. <laughs> Keep me down here partying and talk, you know what I mean, talking to Captain Yayo. You can't do that while you're down here. It does not work. It does not show up on the field. Because, listen, every single Bills fan that I know that watched that game, every single fish that watched that game, so the Bills came out there, they look lethargic. They look like ish. They look hung over. But they were still up at one point in time. They had victory within their grasp. Tyrod Taylor shoots off 21 fantasy fantasy points. Something's gonna have to be checked with that defense, that that Ryan defense. I don't care if it's a Rex Ryan defense, a Rob Ryan defense, or a Buddy Ryan defense. It's a Ryan defense, and they're letting guys like 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 a Judge Ajayi put up damn near 200 points. Sorry, 200 yards. Actually, I think he put up 200 yards in consecutive games. Pittsburgh now this. Miami may have found a formula. Miami has found a running formula, especially with the later part of the season coming on. It may work for them. Because, listen, it's hard for teams to come down here and play in this heat. And a running game is very easy to travel with when you can't pass in the cold. And you know what? It's about goddamn time they took the ball out of Tannehill's hand because he's the reason why they're losing games. But you know what? Now that they've figured out what to do with their offense, I hope that you have figured out what to do on a Friday. Because if you haven't, listen. Stop worrying. Stop thinking. Head down to Capone's nightclub in downtown Fort Lauderdale. This is where you'll find my good friend DJ Scepter. He's going to be mixing in the lounge room. This is so you can start dancing, so you can start drinking, or, or, if you're all the way around, you need a little bit of that liquid courage, a little bit of that liquid courage, you start drinking so you can start dancing, but regardless of what you do, you do it with DJ Scepter, this is every Friday from 10pm to 4am, ladies, you bring your sexy fellas, you bring your swag, it's going out of Capone's, listen, wait, there is more, you thought Friday's the only time DJ Scepter work? no, if you're trying to figure what to do on a Wednesday, yes, I said on a Wednesday, that's tonight, boss, yeah, player. You can find DJ Scepter at O'Malley's. That's on 441, right between Coconut Creek and Royal Palm. He's there from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. DJ Septum. Hey, he's playing everywhere you want You want to be at. You got a private event that you want to do? Birthday, wedding, bar mitzvahs, kings and bachelor, bachelor parties? DJ Scepter puts a real touch on everything. For reservations, just go to bookings at djscepter.com. That's bookings with an S at djscepter.com. Welcome back. As 
as we get ready for the last segment of the Mighty Sports Podcast, and we are still recapping week seven. I'm telling you, man, football is no joke. Football takes up a lot of time. A lot more time that you that, that we anticipated, you anticipated, I anticipated. But listen, there's nothing wrong about being able to talk football. As long as we get a chance to talk about some basketball and everything's in between. Like, what's going on in the UFC? UFC 205 is right around the corner, folks. And what we get with UFC 205 is finally the return of Ronda Rousey. And the special thing about UFC 205 is that this happens to finally be that UFC that's in New York. The first UFC that finally is done in New, in New York. As UFC has finally got Sanchez to do their fights in New York, obviously. And we get, out of everybody else, Ronda Rousey. Which... Mind you, it wasn't a guarantee we was going to get Ronda Rousey on this fight card. Remember, Ronda Rousey just lost her championship last year. Oh, she didn't say just. She lost her championship last year. And if Holly Holmes had waited, this was supposed to be her spot. This was supposed to be her fight in New York for the first time, defending her title. And this should have been against Ronda Rousey. And she should have whooped Ronda Rousey's ass again because Ronda Rousey cannot fight that fighting style. Instead, what has happened, very oddly, that actually works in Ronda Rousey's favor, is that Holly Holmes didn't wait. She took on, ah, I forget the lady's name, Nunez, I think it was? The young lady that... Some young young lady that Ronda Rousey already had beat before, twice at that, and that and that individual loses her title. So now Ronda Rousey gets ready to fight, and she automatically gets a, gets gets a gets a title shot, not against the person person that beat her, or the person that she's beat before, but against a whole new individual woman that is just. All too easily, and I shouldn't say it's convenient, because it's not like it was set up this way, but it is very convenient for Ronda Rousey, as she gets to hopefully take it an opponent that allows her to come back right after losing her championship and regain her status as the top woman in charge. Talking about the top woman in charge, we get to this Washington and Detroit game. <laughs> as... Detroit beats Washington on a last second drive to go up 20 to 17 with 18 seconds left on the clock. In a game that Washington thought that they had won, wrapped up in the bag, in the bucks, in the box. Matthew Stafford. Came out and pulled out a little bit of magic. And Matthew Stafford, Matthew Stafford's always been, always been, a, always been a, a, a really good gunslinger, especially when it when it comes to fourth quarter, last second drives. He's found a way to constantly come back, which lets you know that his defense has never hold, held up his end of the ball game. Like anytime I hear the stat that oh X Y Z quarterback has this many game winning drives, 
that usually means to me that they were up at some point in time. Their defense lost the lead for them at the end of the game, and they had to come come back to win the game that they already had won. As we see, Matthew Stafford is the only person for Detroit worth mentioning as far as fantasy football is concerned, as he puts up 17 fantasy football points. On the other end, we see Kirk Thomas, I'm sorry, Kirk Cousins, Thompson, and also Crowder put up double-digit points for for Washington. Now here goes the game that I call the guaranteed W. Unless, unless, unless you're the New York Jets. When you play this team, you should get you should guarantee yourself a W. And that is the Cleveland Browns. And that is because the Cleveland Browns just don't have a squad. The Cleveland Browns went through another quarterback change again. I can't talk bad about the Cleveland Browns at times because when you hear about the Cleveland Browns, the Cleveland Browns don't sound that much worse than the New York Jets. The only difference is is that if you're a player and you're going to go to a team that sucks and a team that's cold, you'll rather go to the one in the biggest city in the world. I guess that's, I guess that's the selling point. It has to be. Because I tell people, like for, for as much as disarray as the Jets have been in, at least they've made the, like they've, they've at least been in the playoffs what, at least two to four times in the last decade? Let me say at least definitely two. I know of definitely at least two. So, they're, and, they, and those were two AFC championship games. So, they make noise a little bit more than most, but that's because the upper echelon of the bottom of the talent pool that isn't going anywhere. <laughs> that makes any sense. The upper echelons of the bottom of the talent pool that isn't going anywhere generally get to go to the Jets or the Knicks or the Mets for a ridiculously high price. That is what's always happened to those teams. Cincinnati beats Cleveland 31 to 17. In a game where Andy, where Andy Dalton made, put up 20 fantasy points and A.J. Green put up 22. And their running back, Hill, put up 24. And their other running back, Phil, <laughs> put up 14. And they, uh, I'm sorry, Giovanni Bernard put up 14. And they also saw the wide receiver. Like, they put up numbers. When you have that many fantasy players and double-digit points, you should, you, look, you, should, you should look at them and almost think like, yeah, they guaranteed themselves a nice little win. In the match where I call the up-and-comers, where I picked Oakland to win, Oakland beat Jacksonville 33-16. to In a game where the only thing I can say is that where one team is kind of learning how to still win, and the other team has figured it out on how to become victorious, which also means that Jacksonville shouldn't be more than a year or two behind, as long as they can just keep figuring out how to try to, they have to get their offensive line better, so that, so that quarterback can get some better play, and also some of these running backs, they have, can find some holes and make... And, and get some space because the fact that these they have some running backs on the game that's only putting up 20, is only averaging 20 yards a game is unacceptable. Yeah, I mean, because Jacksonville was always, was always trying to throw themselves back into a game. Now, are we going to come back to that? You know, you know how much I like that. And the game that shocked me 
and may have even shocked the world. But didn't shock me that once I saw their style of play as the Jets beat the Baltimore Ravens 24-16 in a game that saw Matt Forte put up 25 fantasy points because the New York Jets to get their second victory of the year, they repeated what helped get them their first victory of the year, and that is running the ball. San Diego Chargers beat Atlanta 33-30. As, I'm going to say this, this is very interesting to me. As I do remember a couple years ago when, when these two guys was coming out, Melvin Gordon and um, the guy from L.A. Can't remember his name at this current time. But I remember Melvin Gordon being highly ranked, but just having a hard time last year. And it seems that things may be the opposite this year. It seems that we're the running back that I can't remember his name... <laughs> Oh, what's his name? What's his name? What's his name for the L.A. Rams? For the L.A. Rams. This thin used young star um, running back. Let's forget about the name. But it seems that while he has been struggling, that, that Melvin Gordon has actually found a way to be productive in this league and start putting up productive numbers and start looking like a back that was... Ranked as one of the upper backs in that draft class. What a year! What, what difference a year makes. Now, Tampa Bay goes into San Francisco and beats the brakes off of San Francisco. And this is a game that I thought that San, that Tampa Bay may have been affected by the flight across town, but they they weren't. A couple reasons helped in their favor. Four o'clock game feels like a one o'clock game, and the fact that they're playing San Francisco and Calvin Kaepernick. And playing San Francisco and Colin Kaepernick is, is just a little harder than playing the Cleveland Browns. Just saying. New England. We go, who's going to pick New like New, New England beat Pittsburgh. And even if they had Ben Roethlisberger, New England probably would have been a favorite. Not by much. Pittsburgh, okay, Pittsburgh probably would have been a favorite just by, just by a field goal, if that. Maybe two points, which technically means that New England's a favorite. If New, if, if Pittsburgh was only getting three points, then basically they, they just get in the home field advantage by, for that field goal. So anything less than that is basically, any anything three points and under was basically going to call New England to pick the favorite. New England was a favorite going into this game, regardless. We've already talked about the Seattle and Arizona game. Seattle was another team that didn't have any players over double-digit points in fantasy football. Russell Wilson was their closest, and so was their D. And they put up, and they both put up nine. As the Carson Palmer led Arizona Cardinals, he put up thirteen. Johnson put up sixteen. They tied six-six. Sound like a Drake song? Six-six-six-six-six-six. And in case you haven't heard, Cleveland Indians and the 
Chicago Cubs during the World Series, and the Cleveland Indians won Game One six to zero. I'm not going to talk much more about anything else. More about Cleveland. Cleveland has gotten enough attention, don't you guys think? Let's move away from there for a while. We get to the final game of of, of Week Seven, and that is Houston versus Denver. And this is a game where honestly we just, we just wanted to see which defense was going to come up and show. And we and most likely you should have figured that Denver's defense was going to was going to be able to. As we see once again, as two stout defenses go up against each other. And one of the defenses is going up against their former quarterback, and you see that defense going up against their f- former quarterback destroy them. As this game is nine to twenty-seven, as basically the only person that was of any relevance for the Houston Texans was their kicker Nick Novak. Denver wins twenty-seven to nine. And folks, 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 that is that is week seven. Right. And since we all run out of time, and I told you, we're going to have two shows this week. So if you're wondering, where are the Week 8 picks? The Week 8 picks aren't here, and they aren't going to be here until next week. In Week 8, what you are going to get is a, is a buy from Baltimore, a buy from the L.A. Rams, a buy from the Miami Dolphins, New York Giants, Pittsburgh Steelers, and San Francisco 49ers. That is six teams on a buy. So that's part of the reason why we went over all those fantasy players. Because if you have somebody that you think that you need to get, grab them. Because a lot of people are going to be out. Take them out your rosters and put in some new players. First game of week eight is Jacksonville versus Tennessee. And as we said, these are, these are a team that is going to be filled with two young talents. And I am going to go. I'm going to go with the home team. I don't, I don't have faith in either one. No faith. Let me write that down here. No faith in either one of these teams. We picked the home team. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening. I do appreciate it. This has been the Mighty Sports Podcast on the Mix LR app. If you are listening live, if you listen to the re-air, that means you can download it straight from the Mix LR app, or you can listen to the re-air on Saturday on PassMyCupRadio.com, where not only will you hear the Mighty Sports Podcast, you will also hear music from several artists, local and underground, as well as some of your popular stuff that you know. But you will definitely hear a lot of tunes that you may or not used to. A lot of mixes by a lot of DJs from around the world. Folks, that's my time. That is my time. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Please, stay tuned, stay blessed, and don't stress. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down, lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Don't forget you can find me everywhere. Bars closing down. Facebook, Mighty Sports. Sun's out. Twitter, Mighty Sports. for breakfast. Don't want to go far. Snapchat, Mighty Sports. Rough night. MightySports.net. Die, baby. Die. Mighty!